Hey everybody, by that tone, you know it must be, it's not a Butterfingers bar, it's a carnival of randomness, and it's our Halloween special, which means we might talk about Halloween, or maybe we'll talk about Joni Mitchell, because, well, Joni Mitchell's hauntingly good, so she's perfect for Halloween, Yes, but I just thought of the perfect thing, too, you can't see us, so guess what, for our costumes, I'm Greg, hi, I hit things, so Greg can be Rob and introduce our guest. Hi, I'm Rob. Uh, where am I? Don't say no. it. <laughs> we have Lauren Faggiano. Correct? Yes. Yes, all right. Good. So and you're she, better than me already. And she, just, and she just made sauce or something. What'd you make? I yeah, did. I that? made eggplant parm this morning. Oh, wow. I started at 8 o'clock this morning. It's not just for breakfast anymore. No. Well, we, we have a rehearsal today, and I like to have a nice meal for there the band. There you go. You know what? I'm going to join your band. I th- there you go. I need that. We so, bring in special guests all the time. That's right. <laughs> you well, there's the one comedian, John. I can't remember his last name now, but he's like from an Italian family, and he always goes, you know, the only one play thing for eggplant, Parmesan. Yeah. But he always goes, you know, this is like true so much because when I would go over to my friend Roberto's house, you get there, they give you food. You would never leave hungry. Mm-hmm. But then it would be, okay, now you're going to eat afterwards after you're stuck. Oh, yeah. yeah, there's always more food to be oh, eaten. The, the eighth sure. course is always the best one. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when I used to go to my cousins, they're Italian too, and it's like, you know, Thanksgiving, it's like, you got to get through soup, then you got to get through the salad, then you got to get, and by the time the turkey shows, you're like, okay, we got to go, man, football's on, you know. It's like, yeah. <laughs> well, we always have sauce on Thanksgiving, because my dad always says, I'm not thankful for turkey, I'm thankful for sauce. Yeah. So we. But- are you several from courses. the area where they do the Feast of the Seven Fishes on Christmas? So I see, my dentist, see, my dentist was, and he was impressed by me. You could say, oh, Dr. McCready, do you do the Feast of the Seven Fishes? Like, wow, you're smart. Yeah. No, we <laughs> so we do do a, a pescatarian Christmas Eve, but we don't quite get to seven. So I have haddock and shrimp and anchovy, uh, and then I, I usually kind of, I don't quite get to seven. Tuna, there's tuna. Uh. But, yeah, so we definitely do that concept, but we we, we're not fully committed the to seven, seven. fishes. Or seven. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. It's like the, it's like Monty Python, the Holy Grail. One, two, five. Three, sir. <laughs> There's an, also a, a, an Italian tradition of the Malocchia. You can only learn how to do it at midnight on Christmas Eve. And so my grandmother taught me years ago at midnight on Christmas Eve, and I'm the only one in my family. I think my, cousins, my cousin knows too, but I'm usually the one that people call and you take out the Malocchia. Well, the Malocchia is the evil eye. Ah, right, so that's right. a good thing to talk about like on Ronnie Halloween, James too. Dio. The evil eye. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Explain that one a little bit. It's like, didn't Ronnie James Dio learn that? Yeah, didn't Ronnie James Dio learn from his grandmother? Yeah, so the Malocchi, yeah, is the evil eye. You, if you see, like, the Italian horns, it's to keep the evil eye away. Or you see the Gornies, right? So, um, and then, so the Malocchi, it's, uh, it's a prayer in, in Italian and English. It's kind of a mix, and you have a bowl. I can't say the deals, like, the details, but a bowl of water and some oil and some salt and a knife. And you can actually almost read it similar to tea leaves. I think I saw this on Supernatural. So if you have a, <laughs> if you, if you have a headache or something, and then you, you would call me and say, I got the Milwaukee, and I'd right. take out your Milwaukee, ah. and it really does help. It's becoming a Christmas show, too. See, we're a little of everything here. <laughs> and I learned something. I have a book here. I learned something. I learned that a mule dressed in a tuxedo is still a mule. <laughs> now back to you, Rob. 
wow. I have to process that one. That's sort of deep. Yeah, Greg's got his haiku book. I got my little, yeah, my little pithy things of sayings here. Pithy sayings. That's okay. You just go right You don't ahead. want to just share with it. But Lauren, how did you get into all the music and everything? When did you start? Like, I want to call your band, not the Good Souls, I want to call them the Lost Souls because it's Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure. Um, I've always... I don't know a time when I haven't done music. See, that's everybody. It's like you were called. I think you're called. Like, yeah. you really called. It. And I, you know, um, I just taught myself piano and guitar. I'm really bad at reading music. Horrible at reading music. But I play by ear. Um, and I ended up going to school for music therapy and studying that. And that's what I do uh, for a living full time is I'm a music therapist. And, uh, and then we gig on the side here and there. Not as much as I maybe would want, but at the same time, I'm, I'm trying to balance, you know, being a mother and working full time and finding Making time for everything. Eggplant parm in the yeah. morning. Eggplant parm in and the morning, And I'll tell you, like, yeah. music therapy, my dad and I caregave for my dad for five years with dementia. Mm-hmm. And Phil Marshall came over and played. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing how, like, he would be, this was, like, during the last year when he was, like, one of the nicest people around. But he would get violent, you know, forget things or anything. But Phil would come over, and I would hear them... They would be doing, it's better should have like recorded and put it out on CD. They would be doing their duets. And he would remember all the words and yeah. he just really loved that half hour. Yeah. Well, it's, music is amazing because it really, it stimulates so many different parts of your brain that even if the area that helps you with speech and language, if, if you aren't able to speak, you might still be able to sing and sing the lyrics and recall wow. lyrics. It's it's pretty amazing what music can it's do. It's true, like, for memorization, I can't remember what day of the week it is or stuff, but, like, I'll remember, like, I'm song lyrics. Right. It's amazing. You can't think of something you heard last week, but maybe 10 years ago or something, you're like, wow, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> See, that I can do, which is, like, I can remember the rave, and obviously, like... Oh, wait, like, that's like, getting old, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if, uh, just having that, like, if you think about when you're trying to learn something, a lot of times people put it to music because it just... It stimulates so many different parts of the brain that it, it sticks in your mind. You memory know what I more. think mm-hmm. of actually? There's a Happy Days episode. It was about science class, and <laughs> Richie's girlfriend he can't remember, so they she came. They kept with a song called "Pump the Blood," and they sing it during it, so you remember. Mm-hmm. Sure. You got to sometimes you wonder, man. I think about some of these plot lines and different things, and you got to think of the writers' room. I would love to just be in a writers' room. For like a day, and just hear these guys bounce these goofy ideas off each other, and like, you know, just imagine coming up with something like that. Pumped up? What are you kidding me? But then they're like, okay, and then somebody gets probably gets an idea for a lyric, and then they're off. Yeah, yeah it's know? amazing, isn't it? Like when you, I think that's the thing about collaboration when you're open to having other people, and you have. I always say you should have confidence, but not an ego. Where like, right. like if your ideas, but somebody says, you know, hey, I think that could be better that way. It, you don't take this. Well, yeah, yeah it's not I a mean, personal offense. It's working together. Believing yeah. in yourself is way different than trying to prove you're smarter than everybody. No, and you it do get people like, difference. actually, we can bring up one like our good friend there, Richie Blackmore, who, right. if he could deal with people better, or Jeff Beck, who's brilliant, but right. he just can't really deal with people. You can imagine he's done some great stuff. Could you imagine what he would have done if he was more collaborative? Yeah. Sure. Well, he's playing with Johnny Depp, for Christ's sake. I mean, how's he, how'd that one happen? <laughs> I don't I know. How, I know Johnny Depp does that Hollywood vampires thing with Alice Cooper. I saw them. They were good. No, they were good. I almost was going to see them in Toronto. See, they, we put vampires in its Halloween. They got a dead guy medley, the dead musician medley that they do. All the songs by 
deceased musicians. You know, you know why? Cool. Probably kind of liberal with Johnny Depp. It's called Cash. It's like, why is Iggy Pop on William Shatner's Christmas album? Would Iggy do it for the money? Nah. Nah. They would do it for the money. <laughs> but yeah. we do have uh, your Joni Mitchell tribute coming up, which yeah. is like, like I said, nothing spells Halloween like Joni Mitchell. <laughs> Wax philosophic on that. Well, when you're it. talking <laughs> about collaboration, I, I think about my the band, you know, the Good Souls. We came together initially not to form a band, but to do this Joni Mitchell tribute Five, almost six years ago now. You're just doing it today. This is a week from now. <laughs> yeah, the show. The show is. Yeah, it's the songs um, are long, Rob. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, I, thought, I didn't know she was like in the realm of like Yes or King Crimson for like. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, you know, her music is fairly complex when you break it down. But no, we've done a tribute every year for the last five years, and this year we're doing it November sixth at Love and Cup, and we're also doing the show on November twelfth at uh, the Geneseo Riviera. Which is a great Ooh, I gotta, building. I yes. love that place. Oh, I've been yeah. actually, I was out with Chuck, and he keeps going on about me coming down there, and we use our Sanford and stuff. You're big dummy, why don't you come down? And I said, every mm. time I'm going to come down, I gotta get down I'm actually, there. if I'm going to go to your show, I'm not going to say I'm going, because something happens something horribly every yeah. time. We're like, I was going to go see Buzzo. Literally 15 minutes before I got in my car and left, which would have been fun driving 40 minutes to Geneseo for no show. Well, that's what I was saying. Show. But then there was this keyboard, this pianist playing in his jazz band. It was like around St. Patrick's Day. The snow was coming down sideways. Mm. I, I literally left my house, got out. Turned around. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't right, it feel well, like you're in Star Wars, though? Yeah. <laughs> driving in that weather. This was like, and I know, like, one Stars person I know made it yeah. there. And I know, like, other friends are going to be, of course, they had to go to a liquor store. They made it there, but they said cars are sliding all over. The we thing is, home. if you're going to go out there or any place like that, you got to commit the whole night to it. You got to get ready. You got to make sure you get there on time, you leave early. Driving home, you're making you know, it sound a, like a whole actually, night. <laughs> I was actually just in Buffalo to see Michaela. Isn't it as far as Buffalo, even it's like forty minutes. Well, plus. you want to know the weirdest thing? I'll tell you the weirdest thing I ever did. Oh was, no! no <laughs> listen, so we were we were in Watertown. Okay, we were at we played a gig in Watertown with this party band I was in, but we had a friend that had a cottage there, so we stayed. So which is nice. It's like ten miles from the gig or something. So instead of driving home late, so we have fun. We get up, we eat, and do all the stuff. So then, middle of the afternoon, I realized, or I don't know if we had the tickets already, Government Mule was playing in Buffalo. Oh, my the, friend Jeff Bowman, if you would have called him, you would probably drove out. We drove from Watertown to Buffalo, one straight shot. That's a hike. Missed two songs. We got there and we missed two songs. And it was like, it was like that was like the, we got to go, we got to go, we got to make this. <laughs> so it was like weird. But anyway. No, that was like, I love the old days. I just can't. Actually, there was like a theme last night at the show about how we're getting older and everything and like you want to get home. But th- I used to love the days where it was be like, hey, that's over in like Ohio. You want to go? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> that's kind of what I'm doing to go see Joni Mitchell, though. I'm going to Washington State in June oh, wow. to go see Joni. That's a haul. After yeah. the show, you're just getting in your car. Yeah, I'm just going to drive for Bring your trooper. a couple months. <laughs> <laughs> But one of my friends, what he used to do, my friend Scott Schmidt, what he would do is always say, this is crazy. Like, he would go, like, to Darien Lake or everything. He wouldn't buy tickets ever. What he would do is go last minute, go to a show, and what he would do is go up there, go to the the booth, and go, there have been any cancellations. And what turned out, 
like corporations would give tickets out. Mm. And he would get first and second row seats by going at the last minute. Nice. And I remember like the one time he just drove off to see David Lee Roth in Buffalo and he did that and he got like second row seats. Wow, that's cool. Yeah. His shows were great. I bought a bootleg video of him with the Steve Vai with that tour. I saw that tour it's here. Cool. Yeah, actually. It's not the greatest recording, but it's kind of just cool to but see the And It actually goes into the story. Tell guy who's visiting friends in Buffalo. We drove back in the snow storm to see David Lee Roth at the War Memorial. Wow. It's following him around. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> I did, that, I did that in Florida with a bar band. When I listened to the radio. We were on vacation, and we they, the station was a rock station. They were talking about some band playing someplace. So, oh, we got to find this place. So we went. They were good. They were doing, like, Boston and different, you know, rock stuff. And then it was a happy hour gig, and we was talking to somebody, and they said, oh, yeah, we're playing somewhere else. So we went to that bar after sports bar and heard them. Again. Those were the nights though, going to like the four or five different places and yeah. going to, you know, that's like actually I had the one guy trip with my friend Moondog Dave, and this is before we knew all the stuff about him. Went to see Ryan Adams in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. This was before you know all the the Ryan Adams stuff came up. It was like such a he called it a guy trip. Literally get in the car, drive four hours, go. Have one glass of wine, drive home. Wow. <laughs> that was wow. It. It's like four hours, though. Yeah. So it's why all can't about Joni the time play, you spend there, I guess. Why can't yeah. Joni play closer, though, for you? I oh, I don't know. I don't care. Uh, the fact that she's playing any show, I would go just about anywhere to have the opportunity to see her. She, I think part of why they picked that location, it's an outdoor amphitheater. It's at the Gorge, and it's not far from where she's from. You know, being that far north, it's not far from, I think she's from just north of Vancouver. Um, so I think she liked the idea of being close to Canada as well. So Is she through her brain thing or whatever she had? Or she's working her way through it. Yeah, I think that's why people were so surprised that she's even, at this point, able to do a show. Because she had to learn to walk again, to talk again. Wow. I mean, she, she was really down and out. and. She's fought her way back from that. And she fought, even as a child, she had polio. She had to learn to walk again with that. And wow. She's had quite quite the life of overcoming. I guess. Yeah. No, That's I, good inspiration. I would Absolutely. always get into, people would say, well, there's nobody good from Canada who's a songwriter. I'd go like Joni Mitchell, Leonard Cohen, Neil Young. Neil Young, yeah. <laughs> They've never heard of Loverboy? No, I'm just Best. Katie Lang. I like Katie Lang. I like, actually, I love, love speaking time together. I love... Their songs like from the whatever the par- whatever parallel. The hymns of the Forty Ninth Parallel. Thank yes, you. it's a host. I can't remember anything, but I love her version of Hallelujah. Oh yeah, beautiful. And I love how the Stones gave her credit for their song. Anybody seen my baby before she even asked? <laughs> she, then she, what, what did she say? I can't hear the. I can't hear how it sounds like constant crying, but I'll take the money. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a fan of that one. Uh, but the hymns of the Forty Ninth Parallel is that's when she covers all Canadian artists, yeah. right? Yeah. So I love that album. It's beautiful. It's not often that I like uh, cover versions of the songs, but I think she was really tasteful in her interpretation. No, I do. I'm like mixed both ways. It's like I love originals, but sometimes it's like you know. I, Music should be for everyone in a way, and like some songs you just love, or you want to hear you hear somebody to take it. Like Dylan, Dylan always goes listen to Hendrix's version of Watchtower. Mm-hmm. Maybe because he could play guitar a little better than you, Bob. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Well. <laughs> True. You know, but like Captain Beefheart's the only one where I know he didn't even want like tribute bands out there or anything. 
and anybody who could play his music in the first place. I never got Captain Beefheart. You do or you don't. I, I mean, never I understood do. the trout mask. I never understood the co- the cover. I didn't understand what he was trying to prove or do. It's really tough to play. I can say that. Yeah. It's like, I know that. I mean, so we I go just, from Joni Mitchell to Captain Beefheart. Well, I'm just saying, I that was one of those. I mean, no, I'm fairly eclectic in my taste and everything, but there's certain things I just... Don't get it's like all of us though. Head. Yeah, it's like some things. There's some. There's always some bands out there. Something where people like them, and you don't want people to look at you. You're not saying anything bad about them. You just, you just can't. And I wonder if there's like a science to that, where like some music you could try and try, but you just can't get into. It. It's like it's how your brain works. Mm-hmm. I'm sure because I know, like for classical, it's no. I really love classical, but you have to sort of <clears throat> try to like once you get into it, you just. It tells a story, so, but some people probably get bored by it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, well, and music is so mathematical. I, I, th- I think that's often overlooked, too. Um, and, mm-hmm. and so I think the bass rhythm and, and how you connect with it, I think that there's probably certain algorithms for, for how you connect with music. I'm sure I, I don't know the ins I and outs of the songs, I know. But... One of my friends in a theory, it's what you hear growing up. But I always say, but but that was, that's that's one of my complaints. I always utter on this show is I always say, you know, listen to what you like, but try what you don't know you might like. And but I mean, so I, many people you get the opposition to that where they just want to hear what they want to hear. Mm-hmm. It's like how does it hurt you to you know listen to something else? Right. I think sonically though, what she's referring to maybe is like different frequencies. There's different like bass, crazy bass will drive you nuts. And it, it, it thumps in your chest. It'll screw up your fillings. You know what I mean? <laughs> it, it's like, I mean, you can feel it in your fillings. Why yeah. would that happen? You know, well, Some people and, really do enjoy that. Yeah, but I mean, there's, it's like cats chewing on tinfoil, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> you know hey, wait I mean? a second. You <laughs> the jazz song, Cats Chewing on Tinfoil. But, but you know, well, you ever see a cat do that? I think they get off on it. I don't know. They're like, a, they get us charge or something. Anyway. They get off from like just being evil because yeah. they're cats. <laughs> but, but I mean, <laughs> no. Very, you know, high-pitched stuff will drive you nuts, or, or some things are soothing. The, like the oboe, to me, is a very soothing instrument. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just think there's a, that's a mystery to me is how different well, did you sonic ever see, things... Did you ever see the sand on, like, on glass, and they play a certain frequency, and how it each frequency makes the sand take a different form? Like, it really... Oh, wow, no. It, it, yeah, it's certain... It, very specifically alters the formation of, of where it goes because of the vibration and the frequency. Yeah. So I, I think, you know, it reaches us at, at a cellular and molecular level. Kind of like the thing with the glasses, the finger on the rim of the glasses, too. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that's. Well, like a crystal? Oh, yeah. And a real, really good crystal will emit a tone, and di- different ones will do different tones. Oh, yeah. Now I get what well, you depending, That's all depending on how much water you have in there. And right, then you get the right. different pitches, yeah. Well, that's a trick that percussionists do, too, in the modern music stuff. They take a pan or something, and they fill it with water, and they bang it. Boom! And it does weird stuff. Mm-hmm. And when you slosh it around, it does it changes the tone. One thing I get about Joni, too, when I see this is certain artists where I think, you know, people who like them don't just like them. They love them. It's like a following. It's in, and it's very diverse. I mean, I could use, like, Rush as an example. It's almost like a little cult of fans who they'll go to every show, buy everything. Right. And it's, what I've seen, like, from fans of Joni, and it's like, for me, with Tom Waits, 
or Nick Cave, too. That it's just like it's not just oh I'm casual she's pretty good it's like if you're a fan you really you're all in yeah <laughs> it has to go with the emotions of songwriting and everything Greg's going to grab a pumpkin or something <laughs> yeah you know and I think what's so interesting with Joni's music is you know she often gets pigeonholed as like this folk musician which that era of her music was beautiful but she really evolved so much and she still is and and really gets into some great jazz and um. And it, her music is, it's just, there is, there's no boundaries for it. And I think that's one of the things when you come and, and see the, the band, because the band I have is an eight piece band and every single person is a multi-instrumentalist. So wow. everybody's playing different stuff. We have a, a, a woman that plays cello and then she'll play piano and I'm playing piano and guitar. I'll, I got a dulcimer. Like we're just, we're all over the place. What is this with all of you? You could play all these things. All I could do is host this stupid show. <laughs> It's we like all I have one, our purpose. What do I say to Mary? Right. What do I say to Mary? Mary and Roy, oh, man, like, I'm with you. <laughs> well, yeah, you, you hit things. <laughs> I hit things. Actually, I'm you, so yeah. Oh, I hit things. I haven't hit things on this stupid show yet. <laughs> <laughs> we'll bring a little thing. Okay. We should get a pot of water uh, and I'll you can experiment. <laughs> but I, hey, I, I remember like asking Mary Monroe, like, asked her we were hanging out at like one of her gigs, mm. like, well, good. You play, you play Baby Blue, and you play. Guitar. Oh, how many years you play? Oh, around seven. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I think you, when you find something you're passionate about, it, it just takes over. And then you get curious and, oh, I wonder if I could try this. And then you and you go for it. Uh, that's I don't the know. question I asked. So did your instruments sort of call to you and say, like, Lauren, you're going to play this? <laughs> did well, you... it's I say of... that, too. I'll just preface for a second. We had a nickel harper player on here, Alyssa. Yeah, she and was cool. How do you... Okay, out of all the instruments, wow, this is the one for me. It's like yeah. Well, it was funny. I... I, when I picked an instrument in fourth grade, I wanted to play the cello, and my mom said no because she wanted me to wear skirts at concerts, right? So I picked the viola, and that was my primary instrument is the viola, which that's what I had to audition with to get into college. And But but if I had to pick an instrument that called to me, probably the piano. Um, and I was really into, in high school, Tori Amos. And, I loved, oh, she was just actually here. Yeah, uh, oh, I, just, I was there. I yeah. was She's one. I got into her because of Sandman, because I was a Neil yep. Gaiman fan, mm-hmm. and I got his the Magian line. This is way way before Neil was Neil, and and it was like out of a bookstore in Minnesota by where he lived. And I heard all about he would talk about Tori about how well she let me stay in her house. She's got a house like over by London Bridge, and I have to check her out. Yeah. <laughs> then she did like yeah. a whole there's like a whole graphic novel of her adopted. Death. Death. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, here I always said I didn't know much comics, but I do know a little bit. Of- <laughs> <laughs> See, we drag it out. We drag it out. Just a little. Something. Just a little bit. There's a graphic novel of death. Well, yeah, well, that plus Tori actually did. There's a bunch of Tori Abus songs like done to like Neil's. Yeah, like, sort of. It's a graphic Neil, novel. Hanging out oh. with Neil and at the dream, the dream came. Yeah, if you know, like yeah. you know, Sandman. If you listen to Tori's lyrics, you could. She'll she talk references about the dream him quite king, a bit. Neil Gaiman a lot. Oh and everything. wow! Yeah. But she's great. I think you can't. She's another artist you can't define where she is. Exactly. She goes all over. Yeah, I tend to like. I tend to like that. I guess. <laughs> you know, but she's always been great, and it's like I think her her new album, Between Oceans or whatever it's called. And again, I forget names. Ocean to Ocean, that one. Ah, why don't you just take over? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's I'm, I'm really but bad I, with names, but when it's the, like the people the, that I hone in on, I know that. But that, I but I actually that I think is one of her best albums in years. Yeah. Oh, I agree. I agree. She put on a really good show here, too. Yes. But I think that's like, you know, songwriting. Talk, talk a little bit about songwriting, too. I think, like, the best 
line ever. So you just saw Sonny Sweeney play, and she filled in for Laura Loretta Lynn. Mm-hmm. And Loretta, because Loretta Lynn broke a kneecap, and I guess Loretta called her. She's like, Loretta Lynn called me. And all she said was just write what you know. Yeah. Yeah, songwriting is such an individual process for everybody, and I think it's so different. Like, some people, the music comes first, some people, the words come first. Right. You know, and I think, like, for myself, I don't really have one particular way. Um, some Sometimes, usually, I guess, maybe the music comes first, but it's it's a very personal thing, and I don't often collaborate in when I'm doing in the songwriting process. It's, like, maybe after to how, how can we, like, fine-tune this and make it better because it, it is, it's a very, like, vulnerable time, right? So there's not a lot of people that I, there are a few that I've co-written with, but not, not too many. Yeah, some people like to collaborate writing, some people don't. We had Lily Winwood on, and we asked her, well, do you like to collaborate with people? Her one-word answer was no. <laughs> so, no, I have to do my own. Yeah. Where other people like collaboration. It's, it, I think it all depends on if you find the right people, then it's wonderful. But... It's got to it's got to be that right, right. right mix. I think that too. You could pick like take like an all star list of musicians, stick them together in a band, and it might come out horrible because there's no chemistry. Where you get like mm-hmm. a bunch of people. It's like even like a show like this, like us together and everything. If we had people who didn't have the chemistry, or you know, like they're looking at us when we talk about like Dimension X, going, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> yeah. Or you're supposed to, this is actually what the topic of the show is this week. You're not even talking about any of that. You're talking about Reese's Pieces yeah. now, <laughs> eggplant parmesan. And <laughs> Going off on another the, the, the pop culture tangent there, I watched the thing just this morning. Um, again, on that 2B channel. There's like so much cool stuff on that channel. Oh, everybody loves it. Actually, somebody was just watching Buck Rogers. In the yeah, 20th, 50th I, was, I watched I got that. up like at 10 because mm-hmm. it was out really late. My ears are gone from the show I was at. But it was the <laughs> but history, I don't drink anymore. So. It was the history of Pulp Fiction, the magazines oh. and the books and the illustrations and the, and, and the depression and how those things came about because people needed to escape. I mean, we all know that part of it. But, you know, you don't realize that that's that was like a nickel or a dime, and those you had to scrape that together to get those things. And but yet those illustrations, you know, Ray Bradbury was on there talking about it. Like they got paid a penny a word, so they had to type like crazy and come up with all these stories. And they're very interesting. But that was like even like with Moby Dick, where you start reading, it's like almost seven hundred pages. You're going, well, I now I know everything about whales. I wanted to know and more. Okay, right. <laughs> uh, Captain Ahab's gone for two hundred pages. Oh, yeah, why? Yeah. You start sounding like Sam Kinison. Where is he? Where is he? <laughs> and the thing is, because Mel, you're getting paid by the page. Yeah. So that's why you put the flowery prose in. Right. Yeah, that's crazy business. That's why we babble on here so we can fill up the hour. Yeah, yeah. I get paid by the syllable. And, you know, we're like, <laughs> the conversation go fine. Oh, you're having a Joni Mitchell show. She's great. Say it, bye. Does um count? Uh, um, uh, uh, okay, that's seven bucks right there. But do you have, like, any favorites of hers, like albums or periods, or is it everything? It'll touch everything. It's not, no, I wouldn't say it's everything. I, but my favorites have kind of have evolved over time. I think right now I really am into hissing of the hissing of summer lawns, um, and and we're covering a lot of a lot of. I don't think anything past. No. Yes, that's mm-hmm. good. Tell us like sort the of what, what the, the show is going. Of what? The hissing of summer lawns. What is that? That's right. her album. It's was oh, one of her albums. Oh, that yeah. sounds almost like 
when I quit cutting my backyard grass ah. a month ago because I was getting I got attacked by yellow jackets because little buggers. Oh, <laughs> man, that's so no fun. My grass is hissing. It's what actually are you smoking, it's man? like a <laughs> reference to you know the lawn things that would come up and spray like the hissing of summer lawns and, yeah. and sort of being in this um, state of like where am I in my life and what am I, I had doing? one like that where I was out like by the woods visiting some friends in Pennsylvania and we heard these rattling this rattling and going. Oh, it's dark. It's rattling. There aren't rattlesnakes <laughs> around there, are there? But you know what it was? And this is why this is reminding me of it was the the little sprinklers mm-hmm. clicking. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that'll do it. Uh, so, yeah, so we're covering a, a pretty broad range. You know, we're going anywhere from like, one person and a guitar to, you know, the full eight. Eight to gosh, maybe fifteen by the time all the guests are up there. Wow. Uh, we have. Is, can I? T- I'll talk a little bit about the guests that we're having. So Julia Weatherholtz yes. is joining us. We all know Julia. Yeah. The show. Christina yes. Jules Susky is joining us. Uh, Mary Monroe and Nate Coffee. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, and Tim uh, Mitchum Jr. is joining us. He's really talented singer and piano player. Um, and then when we're in Geneseo, we have Mike Brown joining us for some songs there. He's awesome. Yeah. So. Uh, and everybody brings a different piece with them. So I think it just diversifies what we can bring as a band that much more. And the band, you know, when we, I mentioned earlier, we came together with the Joni tribute and, uh, and we just enjoyed it so much that we're at least we should do this more. And then we ended up becoming Lauren and the good souls. And we came up with the name just because everybody is such good people. The lost souls. Yes. The lost souls that that are going to eat some good good. eggplant tonight. Yes. (laughs) Then they become the good souls for me. Yeah, see, they replenish. And um, are, you, are you doing any of that period where she played with John Guerin and you know, Tom Scott and all that with the more electric? Uh, Help me and all that kind of oh, stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We're we're all over the place. Where we really it's, that it's stuff nice. was cool. I really enjoyed that. Everybody thought, "What is she doing?" But I I thought it was neat. It was a neat mix of you know yeah, one of my my favorite parts of her songs too. Like everybody's heard this one. I'm a little sick of it because play uh, counting. Uh, County Crows did it. And, oh, Big Yellow Taxi. But so, that's part of what I like about the song, though, like when she does it. Not the song. It's at the end when she does the laugh. Yeah. Oh, sure. <laughs> that's great. Well, because it's her authentic, her authenticity coming out. But it's you when know? you take like a like a line, that, well, it's like, ah, oh, it's this musing on the destruction of civilization. You just laugh about it. What can you do? Right. But right. I just love, like, I would love to get, like, the perfect line with it. Like, we pay paradise, put up a parking lot. Like, when you, it's got to be great when you're a songwriter. Like, I know when I do writing or, like, I dabble in movies. When you come up with a line or something, you go, pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> right. One of my favorite lines of her is from a song called Woman of Heart and Mind. And she talks, it's the very end, and it's, she's, says the times you impress me the most are the times when you don't even try. I yeah, love yeah, that. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. It's actually very true too. Yes. I found that out in life as I've gotten a little older. I mean, I'm nearing 30 now. My birthday's in a month. Shut up. It's my show. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me of something that's in this book. Oh, here actually. We, here we go. I, <laughs> I'm bad. I'm persistent, aren't I? I've learned that I have never been bored in the presence of a cheerful person. Back to you, Rob. No wonder people are bored around me. <laughs> no, but I found that out. I mean, I've done a lot of, like, the last few years, life's been interesting. So I've done a lot of soul searching. And a lot of the times, the worst parts of my life were when I tried to be something I was and to try to impress people. And you realize mm-hmm. a lot of people, all you do is you get people who are going to take advantage of you. You don't fit in. You're not yourself. You're not yeah. going to have fun. And when you're more authentic, and then you attract people who like you for what you are and everything else. Yes, Absolutely. 
You don't have to worry. You make killer eggplants. It's <laughs> everybody likes you. Yeah, if I'm a good cook, I'm in, right? Yeah. Yeah. Would you like to just be a permanent part of the show? We'll set it up over here. Yeah. <laughs> You'd be like that dude that plays blues there, makes the gumbo there, Dr. whatever his name is. I forgot his name. Played a dinosaur. No, I know who exactly yeah. you're talking to, and I'll text you probably tonight because yeah. I go, why don't I know? Because he makes the gumbo during the yeah. show. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, it's oh. cool, and then he serves it out. Oh, Doctor's in the special sauce. Doctor G in the special no, sauce. That's, no, isn't it something in the special sauce? That's, oh, that's well, you're G thinking Love. of G Love in the special sauce. Yeah. That one, I know. No, I forget his name. Damn it. Yeah, Andy, look that up. <laughs> we go from Joni Mitchell to gumbo, but that's actually. Do you know what her favorite dish is by any chance? I wonder. I don't. Because if she's from Canada, you would have said, I, like, I know. She didn't like shoot elks or something. I'd be like, really? The truth about Joni Mitchell yeah, used to she hunt likes, moose. She likes moose. No. Um, I know that there's this Italian restaurant that she really. It's like one of her favorites. I can't tell you the name of it off the top of my head. I'd have to look it up, but. Because I'm actually trying to figure out what I'm going to do while I'm in Washington. I think one of the things we're going to do is just make get sure you go to the Pacific drive. Coast one and not the one here by mistake, or you'll be in. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. bring, like, from what I heard from friends who live there, bring an umbrella. Yeah. Well, this well, the gorge is a little more inland, so I'm hoping that maybe we won't have rain. But I don't know. One I don't of my really friends, care. One of my friends' daughters went there. Right, you're going to be stoked. One of my friends' daughters went to the University of Washington. She said, like, for 21, the first 21 days, it, like, rained. Yeah. Wow. Mm. I but mean, I we're from beautiful. Rochester. We, we're, we're, we got tough skin. Right. You know? Bring a lot of vitamin D. Yeah. It's amazing because it's like you think it's boring when you talk about weather, but like uh, when Lily Winwood was on here, she she was up here like a week ago, and I was telling her, it's like when you play, okay, you're playing like sort of in the summer the first time, but okay, next time, this time watch it, the weather's pretty bad here. And it's like, what are you talking about weather on a podcast? For? I don't have anything to say. First thing she says when she sees me because she comes up from Nashville, it's like 72, you're right, <laughs> yeah, it's cold here. I, you know, I love it though. <clears throat> I love having all four seasons and in a week. <laughs> what well, four seasons? I remember, like when I lived in Alexandria, we had a spring here well, they're, in Rochester. We they're don't short, have a spring. What we have is like okay, winter. Ah, there's the blossoms for two weeks. My allergies are killing me, but it's pretty summer. <laughs> yeah, I have to tell you, my my like, my wardrobe, all my cool fun stuff is the is the cooler weather stuff. Well, I think, yeah, if you look at the chunks of time, I, I didn't say Starved. it was four yeah, equally divided like... seasons. I just said it was four seasons. So. But have you have any contact with her about this or not, or Joni? Uh, do I have contact with any, Joni? Well, do anything about this? About this show? Yeah, let me tell you. Oh, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, uh, for the web, we're on, well, we're on her official website. She couldn't come down to join us. I know, right? Come on. <laughs> Uh, well, should we always do it around her birthday. So she's going to be 79 this year. Wow. And so... Um, 29 on the podcast 29 age. 29 <laughs> on podcast age, yes. And, I mean, I don't know. We've we've been on the website for a bunch of years promoting it through there There's as well. actually a reason I ask is we have our good friends Mario and MJ from DVC and what they've done over the years. And something happened in 2020 that sort of cut them off. Mm, I don't, I don't know, know what, what that might have been. I think you know what it was. Just the 2020 <laughs> people, it's like in hindsight seeing 2020, This ah, let's just stay in and not go out and put stuff over our faces. And I love listening to those guys when they come on because they just extrapolate. Holy, one, wow, day. you are me. You're using a big word. <laughs> yeah, but so what they do, <laughs> and I guess they're going to do more than this again. That's five what, bucks, that word. <laughs> I only have a 20. I have, to buy, I have to buy like 
tissue after this at Wegmans because I ran <laughs> out. Uh, and, like, get a bag of Halloween candy because nobody comes to the house. <laughs> but what they do is he shows, one of them is called More Than This. It's where they would take, like, artist music and do a play to it. Oh. And I guess Regina Spector actually wrote to them and said, I really like this. And Vanessa Carlson did the same thing. Nice. That's How did great. they find out about that stuff? They, they would act, well, you know, there. you tell them a little, you know. Yeah. I guess they try to get in touch with them. Or they did, well, Springsteen didn't say anything, but I'm sure he's kind of busy. Yeah. But they would do a thing where they would do scenes, and you would write something based on one of his songs, and they would play the song. That's great. Yeah. No, I haven't thought about doing and that. you ever think about yeah. that? That's sort of cool. It was like just a basic one X where you take so many songs, and it's easy with for a lot of songwriters because you're telling a story. Oh, sure. But like, I don't want to well, do... we do t- actually, yeah. we do have live painting for both shows because Joni Mitchell is a really great uh, painter as well. I know she did one show, and this said to be, it was on that BBC channel. Obviously, it was along, Roseanne Arquette introduced it. She's a big fan. And what Joni did was she had, like, the way the stage was, and obviously this had to be, like, taped a while ago, but it had, like, there was like four sections, and it was for the elements: earth, air, fire, and water. Mm, all right, yeah. that's like. But you wonder too. You think of okay, everything she's overcome. You wonder if a lot of the big reason for this too is because of her love of music. Because music sort of, you know, has sort of been like a calming force and something that's. And I don't know her obviously. She might be on here and go, "You're an idiot," but. <laughs> <laughs> well, I it was it, it, I think she kind of went through a love hate with relationship with music for a little while uh performing i think it i don't think i think towards the end when she towards i mean it's not really end but like about 20 year 20 ish years ago when she stopped touring i mean i know here in rochester i did not see her but she did a show with bob dylan and she was getting fairly frustrated because people were talking and not paying attention and that's like with her music it is i know I, I have a, I, I like when people come and see the show. Very very rarely do you hear a lot of chatter and noise. See, I have like that's I one don't of even my, understand that. Why would you spend no, the money? The, and that's make one all of my effort. big gripes. Like the shows I've been to, where okay, you could see say it's at a bar and it's free and people are coming in. Maybe they're not coming for the show, right? Mm-hmm. But say you're shelling out whatever, even like say twenty five bucks at a show here, ten bucks, whatever. Why are you going to see somebody play and just talk through it, ruin it for everybody else? Right. right. And I just don't like that. I just don't like it. And it seems, and I always wonder now after the the C word there a couple of years ago, if people are coming out and they've been cooped up so much and everything that, you know, this is an effect or something. Because I've seen it happen at shows and it sort of ruined the experience for me. Cause it's well, like, I think people are getting, I was thinking about this the other day, <clears throat> and all the stay at home streaming, watching, I almost don't even miss going to a movie theater now. No, I, don't I mean, actually, the equipment's better. The sound is good at home. Why would you even... I was going to take my friend for her birthday money. to see uh, Trick or Treat on Halloween because it's a favorite movie of hers or Practical Magic is played. And uh-huh. she said, I don't go to movies anymore. Yeah. But I think people get shift. used to talking because they're home and they're cash. And then if they do go to a movie theater, I think, you know what I mean? <clears throat> they think they're home. But during <laughs> shows, it's like if you're paying... Why don't I'm you want to just listen to oh, the music? Can't. Or anything. That's the thing that gets me. It's especially like if you have okay, if you go see like what I've seen the last couple of days. Talk to your heart's content. You're not gonna be able to hear anything. <laughs> right. But if you're going to see somebody's, but I've seen and I know like Dylan when I did you see when he played the auditorium here last time, 2018. I thought he was great. I didn't go to that show. But sometimes you don't know with Dylan because he could be good, he Crap could be shoot, not be yeah. good. Right. And that's like probably the last time I'll ever see him, just because it was so good. And, you, and I've seen then him you when, can hang on to that. And I've seen him. I saw the one show, and right. I'm going to say it was at RIT, and I'm probably wrong. So sorry, RIT. 
It was at a college. Something with the sound. He flipped out because it sounded so bad. Oh, wow. And I guess Probably like that show, that show, that tour I saw, I guess there's a show in Europe. Somebody took a picture. He stopped. And he just said, well, we could pose or play. And he wouldn't play anymore. <laughs> See, I don't even get that, though. Is that just to be defiant or is that just what... It's a modern age. Everybody's going to take a, try to take pictures. I don't see how you can regulate that Oh, they that said no camera that. when he played here, no camera at all. But you would like probably... I don't see why. You know, you, I saw like one person like sneak it's it dist- out. it's distracting, I suppose. But, you know, I don't know. I, it, it's like I say this to guys in the band all the time. It's like they might balk about, oh, so-and-so put up a picture and I don't like the way I look. Well, do you want people to come and promote you or, or don't you? I mean, that's what you looked like in that moment. Okay, they're not professional photographers. Okay, like you know, yes, you look like you're straining, like you have diarrhea, but you're you're into it. You know, <laughs> you're playing that power. Well, steak face, I mean, steak you know, face is, I think, an important face to capture. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in the moment, stuff is kind of cool. I but mean, I, and too, and I said this before, like for both of you. I mean, I do this stupid thing. I don't know how anybody can like. I respect anybody like for theater, for music, any who can go up in front of people. I just can't. People think, like, with my personality, like somebody asked me one time, between our sets, you want to come up and talk? And I go, what am I going to I'll go up there. Hi. <laughs> Weren't these guys great? I got to go. <laughs> yeah. For for me, I, I, it really is, uh, it just, it fills my soul up. Like, it's, it re, it revitalizes me. It brings me life. Like, it's like this really almost like symbiotic relationship where it's like yeah. I'm giving out and they're giving back. And, um, you know, I, I don't perform a lot, but when I do it, it, I have to do it every now and then. Otherwise I can, I get depleted. I can, and I can feel it. And in order to be a better music therapist and a better mother, like I have to keep the balance of being able to have those moments where I can have that. Well, it's, it's communication, whether important. you think so or not. Sure. And, and I've always, I've always been amazed that people, sometimes people don't even know why they go out. They go. Out. I've said that a lot, and they want to. They want to see something that's going to wow them. So you just standing up there playing a bunch of songs and not giving them anything isn't going to do it. You got to either be personable, or you got to act a little more animated, or, or you know, it doesn't have to be covers or originals. Even originals. Well, these are my songs. Well, who cares? Make it interesting. Engage the people, and then you know, then it comes across. And I'm so surprised sometimes when I'll just play because I'm so used to playing. You know, to me, it's just, I play. That's what I do, right? I get off and people come up to me. Dude, you fucking rock on those. Oh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> you rock oh, on those drums. we can't on the show. <laughs> we rock on, you rock on those drums. It's nice because it's Joni and everything. <laughs> you know, you really rock on the drums, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, you think, are people really listening? But they are. And you, then you start, well, I'm making people feel good. So then you feel good. Absolutely. So... No, I like that. I actually saw my friend Michaela played in Weeds Pro. Sometimes what I like to see is like artists I know. Okay, everybody in Rochester goes pretty much knows and seen it. You go somewhere where nobody knows. You look at the reaction. It's really cool to see, especially like getting home from that because it was a really weird roading with the yeah. GPS. Mm-hmm. But seeing how other people react to, mu- react to music you know. Yeah. And right. it's got to be cool, like when you have people come up to you, go, "I really love that. That was really awesome," or anything. 
It does. It feels good. Give me your veal parm recipe. Symbiotic. Symbiotic's <laughs> no a good no word veal. for it. But yeah, I think I've gotten to that. Like now, when I'm older, before when you're younger, you go out more. It's like, hey, let's go out. Now it's like I really want to have to go out to see something. I think people do. Maybe I, I'm never bored. Maybe people are bored or they had a long week. Of these, hey, let's go out. Let's go do something. Yeah, I know. I feel so conflicted about that because I would love to support the music community more, but I just don't get out. My husband plays in the band with me. And, you know, we have a, a nine-year-old and a seven-year-old. And, wow. you know, that is, it really is time-consuming. And I love it. But it's like when the night is done, the night is done. Yeah, caregiving right. you know? for my dad all those years when I had to, like, have somebody watch him and get home. But I would say, like, even like a Sunday, if somebody was playing, it's like, I love you. But, hey, the last episode of Doctor Who's on, I'm not leaving the house. <laughs> <laughs> and, wow, if you saw the ending of that, neither of you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I don't watch that one. But that's. A, did you give like in terms of what people involved in this? Did you just say, okay, pick out of the magic hat. Here's your song. Or did you just say, what do you want to do? What do you want to do? I open it up with what do you want to do? But sometimes you should have people... just been mean. Is no. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it, it's tricky. Sometimes I do have to do that because it's a lot of people to to coordinate. And so as I was bringing on more guests and people were choosing songs, sometimes some of the songs were already spoken for. So um, that does get a little tricky. Can Can I ask what I mean? What was your reasoning behind assembling a bigger ensemble? So uh, to cover more ground or get more sounds. It's not out like or? for this show where I just have co-hosts so I could do less work. <laughs> no, it's not that at all. <laughs> yeah, because uh, it's, it's actually more work because um, it's a lot more people to yeah. coordinate and work work with. But um, you know, getting this particular band together, it, gosh, my kids were really young when we started and. We used to play out a lot in a band called the Deep Blue Dream, oh, and yeah. yeah oh, so man. and then we kind of just went our separate ways because life happens, and um, so we were looking to get back into the music scene, but not something that was like full committed, right? So we did this tribute show for Joni because I've always loved her music, and we just started putting people together, and then um, so one tragic thing did happen. So that first year I did I brought on Sarah Rogers as a guest, and then she ended up becoming part of the band. Um, she lived in Buffalo. She lived in Rochester some too. I don't know if you heard. Yeah. And so, um, you know, she was tragically killed in a bicycling accident oh, in June and, uh, just such a wonderful, amazing person on so many levels, so talented. And so actually with these shows, we're hoping to raise some money, um, in honor of her to donate to, um, a music therapy scholarship oh, at awesome. Nazareth college. So, um, but yeah, just the people, it wasn't, I don't think I went out like searching for like this specific number. It was just, it really felt like things and the right people were falling into place. And oh, it just felt You weren't like walking good. down the street like, hey, Joni Mitchell tribute. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of weird how it all ended up coming I together. I like the, but... like when I hear the diversity, because I'm sure Mary and Nate know a lot of Joni Mitchell. Mm-hmm. Now I know Julia and we've had her on the show. I know Music came a little later to her for the way, like sort of in her teens. And so a lot of it's new to her. So I bet she's probably never heard this before. I could ask her myself, but I'm not going to because it's my show. And <laughs> well, for, for Julia, I I gave some songs to her and said, listen to these and let me know what you think. And and she was she didn't realize the depth of Joni's music, right? Well, she's so, just I envy her because she's just discovering so many new music. But she did the same thing, and I'm not being mean to people. I just, okay, like every time you know this too, Greg, you probably know this. 
okay, we're going to do a Johnny Cash cover. It's like one of three songs. Right. Now, mm-hmm. I've heard Jolene, seven of my friends do it. Right. And I love And it's great, but it's like, okay, there's more in the catalog. You know? Right. And I just wonder, too, like, for that, did you dive into it a little bit? Like in Joni's catalog, where there's well, like I, I just naturally have done that over the years. So I love that. I love always the idea, like when some people do a song, or like I was telling River Lynch, who's going to be on the show, your really awesome version of Dead Flowers. It's really dope. I'm only saying that now because MJ uses that phrase for some reason to say cool. I don't Are we going to be able to jam on that one live? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'll bring a drum for that one. Oh, no, he's not going to show up now. God damn. No, but I'll bring no, but, for no, me. No, but he did. But what River said to me, and we started talking, hey, I'm already jumping shows on you. But I said, like, okay, that was a grant. But he said, like, you know what? A lot of people don't realize that's, no, I don't get that, but a lot of people don't know that's a Stone song. It's like one of those deep cuts. Now, I would think, you know, but I guess, like, I could say I'm a bit of a music snob. Just anybody I know, if I mention something, they're gonna know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, they did more country than people. Grant Parsons and stuff, but let's yeah. save that for. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's so what like, I mean. But for deep cuts, I mean, yeah. Joni do... Mitchell. Like I think my favorite Joni Mitchell song is a song called "Down to You," and it's on the album "Court and Spark," and it's it's this whole orchestral middle section, like full on orchestra. And um, Cindy Tag is the, the head horn person in the bag in the band. Sorry. And she, you had your horn fired a back. I know, right? We, That's we after have... the gig. <laughs> that really gives a different sound to I it. I think I got confused between tag and band. No, you're and, on the you know, show, so it naturally oh, all handles you all over and, the yeah, place. No. Um, so she wrote, she kind of took the this bare bones thing that I found and like wrote a specific arrangement for our band. That so we awesome. have the full orchestral middle section, but with our orchestration and it's not certainly not a popular one that people know, but it's, it's my, it's my, that favorite. was actually, I was out with Alan Murphy last week and I said, Hey, I had to fake my way through a Joni Mitchell show. <laughs> some advice. And he actually, that's the album he said to listen Court to. And Spark? Yeah. Okay. Nice. Which I was going to say something sparks. So I had you do the title cause I, my short term memory is horrible. That's so. all right. But that's what I like, and I like like for Tom Waits, like my favorite song all time of his is Tom Trobert's Blues, but I don't think you hear it that often. No. Maybe somebody will do it this year at the birthday. Well, party. it's so <laughs> depressing, though. That's the thing. It's like, it's always... But I love like those obscure cuts. It's like one of the best shows I saw was Nick Cave at Electric Factory, but he would pull stuff out. I just like that. Like, it's almost for, like, bands will go, okay, we have to do our hits. But this is for the real fans. We're going to do a couple that right. some people will go, what are they playing? I wanted to touch a little on that when you said it's so depressing, though. So, like, one of the things we're actually doing um, to raise money for Sarah in honor of her is she had drawn this image of, and it says, all vibes welcome. And then it's this bouquet of balloons. I should have wore that shirt instead of my cobwebs, but I was trying <laughs> to get some Halloween in me here. Yeah, you did. Um, and so, and, and Come on back the next balloons. time and we'll talk all, we'll do cooking for three hours. There we go. You can wear the balloons. Yeah. <laughs> so the, like on the balloons is all different uh, affects, different emotions that show up. Right. And, and so I, I, ended up printing the shirt and, and selling them. And then a portion of that, well, not a portion, all of the proceeds have gone to, to NAS. So we're selling them at the show. And, and I think it's, and we're all going to wear them as a band just so we, you know, can physically see her in some way and, and have her with us, even though, you know, she's not here. Um, but it's so important. Like all vibes are welcome, you know, and, and so often like this toxic positivity, like it doesn't have to be that. Oh, way. you like, won't find that on this show. Yeah, well, sometimes you just need to be down and, and that's yeah. okay. And and I think, 
you know, it's very fitting for a Joni show, too, because her music really, it's unapologetic. You know, it's, it is, each song is what it is for and a I reason. I think also as we've gone through life, we're losing people like that. Like my really good friend Alicia Ainsworth passed away on Thursday from cancer at oh. 50. And Sorry, man. I find like with Sue, and I knew her a little with Sue, and it's like you never know, and you like you you miss them a lot too because you really remember the good times and stuff. You try to remember the good times, but it's like life is fleeting. It's why like I'm at the point where I just don't have time for like any be bullshit. <laughs> you don't mind that we're He's sorry. I don't mind swearing. You're all oh, good. You, oh, here we go now. Ten minutes of vulgarities. Oh. Because, oh. No, because like one of my friends was on. It's like, I'm not going to swear because Mario, I want to be good. And I go, well, if a show will have you on, we'll just hit the thing and you can swear the whole show. We're not we're not a radio show. But we got to realize that. And like, you don't realize like you see people and like, yeah, you, you get used to them in your life and you don't realize like it's all fleeting and everything. Now, right. You know, so, no, no, no I, I can't stand, like, I used to say, I didn't trust people who smiled and were happy all the time, because it's like, like an axe murder or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because it's like, you're not that way in that. life. Yeah. You go through life, you're going to have days you're just not feeling it, or everything else. You go through emotions. There's something like, oh, I got to be happy. There's like a Doctor Who episode, The Happiness Patrol, where yeah. that you had to be happy. It was like a, t- a dictatorship. Anthony. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, but that's really great. And that's how you honor their memory, too, and everything. Yes. Do you have anything else for the holiday season, gig-wise? Or? Just these two shows. That's it for now, yeah. We usually do a show in March um, in honor of Women's History Month and do a sh- like a night of all music either written for women or uh, by women. Okay. What are those two dates again? In November? November 6th is Love and Cup, yeah. and November 12th is Genesee. Okay. Right off the screen. Okay. And I still don't get that because I know, like, friends of mine that, People would actually have the gall to come up to him and go, you know, you play pretty good for a girl. Oh, oh man. my God, I can't <laughs> tell you. No, it's, it's how many times. And I've known that. <laughs> it's you know, one of those backhanded. I mean, they mean well, I guess, but you uh, know, it's always so. Like for me, I just never thought of it that way. And it gets me that there's that mentality out there. It's really sad. It's really sad. And I'm proud to say that, you know, when when Sarah was in the band, it was a, a four women, four men. It was equally equally uh, spaced between the with women and men anyways you know i i i'm all about empowering everybody you know and i'm not going to say you know you're a man you can't be a part of the show i really love hearing men take like a a man's take on joni's music but at the same time you know women are so often uh overlooked and it's i can't tell you how many times when i've heard oh wow, you're a lot better than I thought. Or, you know, because it's like, all right. Well, it's like science fiction author Andre Norton is a female, one of the best science, but she, Andre Norton, so she could get published and everything. Right. It's probably this nonsense still goes on these days. Oh, so it's it really ridiculous. is. Yeah. But yeah, I would say like Joni's music should be for everybody. I should be able to butcher a song. <laughs> Everybody's allowed to. What I would just do, do I would I'd have stuff thrown, but I'd just go up there, I'd, read, I'd just talk like Steve Allen or something. Well, I've actually thought about having, because her, her music, I mean, those lyrics really are poetry. Have you ever done, there's like, I've known shows where people do that, where they have like music in the background, it's like jazz, like, and actually my words. friend Marissa Mulder, I give her a lot of credit, she does a Tom Waits show, mm-hmm. but she's like a cabaret show, but she will talk about like his songs and then start singing a little, but... You play music in the background because she's poetic. Idea. I mean, she yeah. could do like she, I mean, she probably probably has them out, but like books of her lyrics or like poems. Mm-hmm. They're not like umbop or any of that garbage. Yeah, none of that. <laughs> no Hanson there. <laughs> <laughs> but are you doing anything for Halloween? Taking my kids trick or treating. We're gonna. I don't know. 
crash some sort of neighborhood because we live out in there's no there's no street lights where we are and no sidewalks. So. Oh wow. Yeah. So we're gonna crash a neighborhood and go trick or treating. What's that address? <laughs> oh no. <laughs> yeah, it's like well, I'll you, like I know my relatives are going out to see their grandkids and they're gonna leave a big bowl of candy outside their house if you want the address when we're off the air. <laughs> <laughs> I shut my lights and hide. I don't want to deal with it. There's my, a big haunted, I don't have much going on in my neighborhood. There's a big haunted house down like off like near me. It's packed so nobody like I'll get one bag and whoever comes over gets really lucky. He's like, God, ah, take it out. Here yeah. you go. <laughs> you know, here take a ham. Are you yeah. okay? You're not vegan like me or <laughs> Actually I might do that whole leave them on the porch stops type thing. Just... Yeah, one okay, so one of my friends did it during the C word here and we she couldn't believe anybody would go out. So she comes out so we stole the pole. Oh jeez. <laughs> Which I saw okay, I find it. But they it's wanted like, you to wear a mask. You know what? I did that year. I I got a bunch of folks together, and we went to Men and Ponds, and we took over the parking lot, and we did our own trunk or treating. And it was a lot of fun. Trunk or treating? Yeah. No, they have have that. It's it's at Homesteads for Hope. They do that at a couple things. It's called trunk or treating. Yeah, and then they did it this year at my daughter's elementary school. They did a trunk or treating event, and... And it's really people can be really creative. Just, well, no. So they what? There's people that that back their cars up and then open up their trunks and then turn them into like these elaborate oh, Halloween wow. scenes. How and what cool I thought that? it was, I, I thought that. what it was, where you stuffed candy like in a tree trunk before I knew about it. <laughs> but yeah, I like, good for like Homesteads for Hope, which is a really Mary's play there. A lot of people play there. They do it every year. They have mm-hmm. like it's like a farm, like a working farm and everything. Oh wow! And they do it. Uh, and you just want to go get the candy now. Cool. Like, thing else, but. This is going to be a really good night, these two nights. And actually, I will try to uh, make it on. Also, I have to get to the Riviera for Chuck. There you <laughs> Just go. To spite him. That's a good, that's a, it would be a good night to be there. It is a beautiful. The theater it's, really it's is beautiful. beautiful. And I'm, I'm excited to hear, like, the acoustically, with our instrumentation, like, I'm really excited to hear how that fills the room. Oh, too, and I know nice. these, like, I know, like, Jeremy and Chuck are good well, friends. Well, the 6th is a Sunday, I, so that would probably be good. The sixth is Love and Cup is a Sunday, yeah. Yeah, they're both it's Sundays. A, and it's a, no, no, yeah. Geneseo is the 12th. That's a Saturday. Yeah. So we're doing a That's Sunday show a liberal at arts 5. Major. Yeah, because the 13th six. is Sunday. I should yeah. know that from our shows here. Oh. Why don't you do it on the 13th? It sounds cooler. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I know, like, they're both musicians, too, Chuck and Jeremy, and I know that place. I'm sure they check the acoustics and everything. It's just, but it's just, it looks so beautiful. I'm like, hopefully, but I'm not going to your show there. No, don't, don't, don't do it. <laughs> and then Everything I'll see else. You. Can but I share for, a couple of dates? Yes, but this we okay. Well, go to Love and Cup. You can get tickets online, or you can go because I know because I actually looked it up to make sure I didn't give you the wrong date for you know, yeah. everything else. And it's very easy. You just go to the door, and they're very nice. Don't, that's cool to play a week apart, though. You get. I mean, it helps with getting tight. And yeah, well, and stuff. we put so much into to these arrangements that. You know, there was a year that we went to Naples and we did a show. We did a show at Love and Cup. Italy? Jesus. I know, that would be uh-huh. great. And then we did a show in Buffalo, too. And I'm, I'm trying to get back to that again. It's just, you know. It's no, mini there. tour, mini tour in the area. Well, yeah. and it just, it does. It's like we've, we've been working on this show and it takes so much. It'd be nice to be able to market it a little bit more. We're on the mm-hmm. road, Jefferson Road. No. <laughs> Yeah, and I think there'd be a big audience for it. I think there's a lot of fans out there. Well, and there's so much buzz around Joni Mitchell right now, which, I mean, I'm not trying to, like, feed off of that or anything, but it's... Why not? It's it's like... Because I don't... No. It's It's all right. It's... it's, 
I'm excited for her just and, and for other people to finally get to know actually, her music because it really is the one thing that amazing. made me really like her though, and it's me because I'm a horrible person, but it was like an interview in Mojo she did a long time a little back. She was such a lovely curmudgeon, <laughs> and I just loved it. She's like, well, she's I really just matter like, of fact. She just calls it how it I is. Like. I just yeah. don't like BS or anything. No. But now that's great. We have to go say what's what do you, we have coming up, Greg? Oh yeah, sorry. Anyway, um, he's got to look at his actually calendar. a lot of stuff. I got. Well, this Wednesday is a big one, November second. Brian, Brian Lindsay at the Record Archive, so we're trying to get a lot of people to come to that one. Uh, no, we don't want. You to just want to play by the T Rex. We don't want the camera. Yes, I do. We got um, the Anonymous Willpower show at Lux on the fourth, so a couple of days after that. That's our last show as a band, so it's going to be a pretty big blowout if we can get a lot of people to show up to that one. And then I got the Guitars and Heroes set. It's a benefit. It's going to be at Johnny's on the 12th for the veterans, by the Veterans Outreach. So that's again with Brian, but that's only like one set. So that's going to be like a whole bunch of bands all day long. Nice. You know anybody else is playing? or I don't. I could probably find Come out. Go, well, number one, it's worth seeing them, but then there'll be big surprises. Yeah. <laughs> and I got to share one thing. Again, today, we, I was watching this Jim Morrison thing, and I'm pretty ashamed of this because even my girlfriend turned over to me. She goes, are you kidding I had no idea that Mr. Mojo Rising was his last name. Oh, yeah, just spelled. Just what the is, letters what do they are call juxtaposed. That? Yeah, but what? It's like a thing. What do they call anagram? That? No juxtaposition or, or oh, that I don't works. Know. I don't. I An anagram is like a but, different word that yeah, comes out as from uh, different words. Yeah, first letter of each. But no, yeah. But I like because they showed it on the screen with the letters moving around, and I'm like, son of a gun. I had no idea. You that find, we, like, people, uh, what they write, they write from what they know, like, references and things. It's, like, something they would know personally, or it's not as complicated as you think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that. So, cool, but very good. And say happy Halloween, everybody. Yes. Go to the happy show. Happy Halloween. This is awesome. Thanks a lot. Yeah, a lot. Thank you. And next time, recipe. Drunk or treat. Episode, yes. All right. <laughs> There's no measurements, though. <laughs> it's all a little of this. That's how I did. I, I love, like, I remember, like, one of my friends in college, like, Get like sixteen steps. You have to follow them. I just <laughs> throw them all yeah. away or whatever else. <laughs> but very cool. And thanks very much for being here. Thank you yeah. for having me. We'll play. Oh, that's the last thing. What are we going to hear? Uh, we want to. We can put Woodstock from. Uh, we covered Joni's song Woodstock the, on our she album. She did a song about the little bird from Charlie Brown. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, every she, they time. Were Come on, you gotta admit it. Every time when you were a kid and you heard Woodstock as a music, you thought of the bird. <laughs> I did. So yeah. cool, yeah. Well, so Joni Mitchell Woodstock, and very cool. And maybe you'll hear it next week. I'm not gonna say, don't say if you are. Right. You have to wait. All right. Awesome. <laughs> See ya. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween.
back to the car.